I want to invite you uh, to uh, open up a copy of the Bible if you have it with you, or if you need one, they're on the tables in the back. Vamos a abrir las Biblias, and we're going to go to the fifth book of the Bible. It's called the book of Deuteronomy, and it's a big, crazy name, and I'm going to explain what that is later. Vamos a mirar Deuteronomio 5, del 12 al 15. The passage is Deuteronomy 5, 12 to 15, so you look for the big 5 and then the small 12. And those page numbers are there to kind of guide you if you're using the Bibles from the back. La página indica donde está en la Biblia de atrás. Esa es una ayuda, una guía. So I'm going to read this first in English and then in Spanish. I'll be explaining the context of this in just a minute. But this, this is the Word of God. I don't know if we realize what a treasure we have that we can open up God's Word. So let's not only open up our Bibles, but let's open up our ears, let's open up our hearts, let's open up our spirit to receive what this says. Vamos a abrir nuestra mente, nuestro corazón y espíritu para recibir lo que dice la palabra de Dios. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it, you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your ox, your donkey, or any of your animals, nor the alien within your gates, so that your manservant and maidservant may rest as you do. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt, and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. Observa el día sábado y consagreselo al Señor tu Dios tal como Él te lo ha ordenado. Trabaja seis días y haz en ellos todo lo que tengas que hacer, pero observa el séptimo día como día de reposo para honrar al Señor tu Dios. No hagas en ese día ningún trabajo, ni tampoco tu hijo, ni tu hija, ni tu esclavo, ni tu esclava. Ni tu buey, ni tu burro, ni ninguno de tus animales, ni tampoco los extranjeros que vivan en tus ciudades. De ese modo podrán descansar tu esclavo y tu esclava lo mismo que tú. Recuerda que fuiste esclavo en Egipto y que el Señor tu Dios te sacó de allí con gran despliegue de fuerza y de poder. Por eso el Señor tu Dios te manda observar el día sábado. So I don't know if you recognize or realize, maybe some of you do, that today is a very significant day. Hoy es un día muy de mucho significado. It was a hundred years ago today, one hundred years ago today, November 11, 1918, the 11th day of the 11th month at the 11th hour, that the great war, the war to end all wars, also known as World War I, was concluded. The shooting stopped. That's the same años hoy terminó la Primera Guerra Mundial. Now, for you and me, it's like, oh, yeah, whatever, that's history. But we don't understand what an important moment that was because this great conflict, World War I, it is estimated that around 15 to 19 million people died as a result of that war. Unos 19 millones de personas perecieron en aquella guerra. And so when the shooting stopped, 
That was a big deal. Cuando hubo la tregua fue una cosa grande. So that day, November 11, for many years afterwards, that day was celebrated in this country and it was known as Armistice Day. Se conoce como el día del armisticio. That was the day the armistice or the ceasefire was signed. It was a day to honor the soldiers who fought in that war. Fue un día para honrar los soldados que habían peleado en aquella guerra. But in 1954, all of that changed. In 1954, the name Armistice Day was changed to Veterans Day. En 1954 se cambió al Día de los Veteranos. Why? Well, it wasn't because people wanted to forget World War I. But you see, after World War I came World War II. And after that came the Korean War, the Vietnam War, and the Iraq War. There were lots of wars and attempts to end all wars, and none of them uh, worked, of course. Uh, después de la Primera Guerra Mundial, había la Segunda, la, la Coreana, la Vietnamesa, etc. And so it was important not just to honor the soldiers who had fought in just that one war, but to honor soldiers who were fighting these other wars. Querían honrar a los soldados de aquellas otras guerras. And so they changed the name to Veterans Day. It was the same day, el mismo día, the same purpose to honor soldiers, but now there was a new focus. It wasn't just to honor World War I soldiers. In fact, today's Veterans Day, so any World War I soldiers want to stand? They're not here, right? They're all dead. How about this? It's Veterans Day. Would those of you who have been in any kind of military service to, the, to your country, would you please stand right now? We want to recognize you. We want to say thank you for your service. There's one right there. There's another one. So we have people who have served their country. That's important, right, that we remember that. In fact, that's why we remember the past. We don't just remember the past because we need to pass a history exam. We remember the past because it has an impact on the present and it also makes us look to the future. El pasado nos ayuda a mirar el presente y hacia el futuro también. And that's a principle that we find not only in, in holidays like this, but it, I think that's a biblical principle. Ese es un principio bíblico. In fact, that's a principle that we find at work today in the scripture I want to share here from Deuteronomy chapter 5. Here we find Moses, the leader of the people of Israel. In Deuteronomy chapter 5, Moses is reminding the people of Israel of the Ten Commandments. Now I say reminds them. He's reminding them. Why? Because this is not the first time that the Ten Commandments were given to the Israelites. Esta no es la primera vez que fue presentados, fueron presentados los diez mandamientos. The first time the Ten Commandments were given, the original time, if you want to go back, you can find it. It's in Exodus chapter 20. In Exodus 20, vemos la presentación original de los diez mandamientos. And you may know the story that, that the people of Israel had just been set free from slavery from 400 years of, of servitude. And they come to Mount Sinai and God speaks to them out of the mountain and he gives to Moses and to the people the Ten Commandments. That was the first time. But here in Deuteronomy chapter 5, 
the people are now in a different place. They have been in the desert 40 years and now they're getting ready to go into the promised land. Aquí en Deuteronomio 5 están por entrar en la tierra prometida. And so Moses is here to remind them of what God said before. He gives them the Ten Commandments a second time. In fact, the name Deuteronomy, I promised I'd tell you what it means. The name Deuteronomy in Greek literally means second law. It's a second giving of the law. Deuteronomy quiere decir la segunda ley. So Moses is giving this to them again. Yet, when he does that, there's a bit of a different focus. He doesn't just give verbatim the Ten Commandments, so he does that. Él les da los mandamientos, pero no palabra por palabra, porque hay unas diferencias. But there's, along with those Ten Commandments, a bit of a difference. A few differences that I want to know. The first one is a little bit before our reading. It's in chapter 5, verse 2. Take a look at that with me. Miremos capítulo 5, versículo 2. Moses says to the people this. The Lord our God made a covenant with us at Horeb, that is Mount Sinai. El Señor nuestro Dios hizo un pacto con nosotros en el monte Horeb, o decir, Sinaí. In verse 3, he says this. It was not with our fathers that the Lord made this covenant, but with us, with all of us who are alive today. The Lord spoke to you face to face, out of fire, on the mountain of fuego, nuestros padres, con quienes el Señor hizo ese pacto, sino con nosotros, con todos los que hoy estamos vivos aquí. Desde el fuego, el Señor les habló cara a cara en la montaña. So, get the picture here. Moses is talking to a brand new generation of people. Habla una nueva generación. The generation of people that were back at Mount Sinai and received the Ten Commandments, they're all dead. Like all the soldiers from World War I. They're gone, except for Moses, Caleb, and Joshua. Los de la primera generación han muerto, menos Moisés, Caleb, y Josué. So it's a brand new generation of people. And yet, look what Moses says. He says, you were there. You were the ones God made a covenant with. You're the ones God spoke to back then. Even though you weren't there to experience it, you are connected to that. That was about you. It was for you remember that. Remember something you've never experienced. Eso fue de ustedes. Ustedes hicieron ese pacto. Dios habló con ustedes en ese lugar. Interesting. And then, when we get down to commandment number four, the fourth commandment, the commandment to remember the Sabbath, we find something else I want to I want to note a difference. En el cuarto mandamiento hay otra diferencia. So. The fourth commandment is the same commandment, as I said. Remember the Sabbath day. Observe the Sabbath. Observa el día sábado, dice Moisés, el mismo mandamiento. But then, Moses gives to the people in this situation a new reason for obeying it. Les da un nuevo pretexto para obedecer ese mandamiento. So let's compare here. Let's go back to Exodus chapter 20, verse 11. And there we find the original reason that God gave to the people for obeying the commandment to rest on the seventh day. So the 2011, encontramos la razón original. This is what God says. Here's why you should obey the fourth commandment. Por eso deben obedecer este mandamiento. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. That's why you should obey it. Acuérdate de que en seis días hizo el Señor los cielos y la tierra, el mar y todo lo que hay en ellos, 
y que descansó el séptimo día, por eso el Señor bendijo y consagró el día de reposo. Got that? Now let's go back to Deuteronomy 5, 15. Versículo 15 de Deuteronomy 5. He says this. Here's why you remember the Sabbath day. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. Recuerda que fuiste esclavo en Egipto, que el Señor tu Dios te sacó de allí con gran despliegue de fuerza y de poder. Por eso el Señor tu Dios te manda observar el día sábado. You see the difference there? What's going on? ¿Qué pasa? Well, Bible scholars are quick to point out, as I said before, the first time in Exodus 20, when God gives this commandment to remember the Sabbath day, the situation is this. The people have been in slavery for 400 years. Think about it. For 400 years, they've worked seven days a week, 365 days a year, 400 times. Han estado trabajando 400 años en esclavitud en Egipto la primera vez. So they have absolutely no memory of resting. No hay ningún recuerdo de haber descansado. They don't even know what rest is. And so God comes to them and says, remember the Sabbath day. Why? Because it's in the very fabric of creation for you to rest in me. I created the world in six days And I rested on the seventh for you. So you can work, but you can also now rest. I'm your Lord. I've set you free from slavery. You don't have to work every day anymore. I created you to rest in me. Yo hice el mundo en seis días. Descansé el séptimo para ustedes. Ya no tienen que ser esclavos y trabajar todos los días. Fueron creados para descansar en mí. That's the situation. But now, fast forward 40 years. The people have been wandering around the desert for 40 years. This new generation of people have been wandering around, hanging out, doing nothing, really no purpose in life except to just keep going. And now they're on the edge of the promised land and they cannot wait to roll up their sleeves and get in there and get to work and build up this land and do all of this stuff. And what's the temptation going to be? The temptation is going to be that they will want to work, work, work all the time. They'll become workaholics. They'll be addicted to work. They'll work their servants to death. La tentación es de querer trabajar los siete días de la semana, siempre, siempre, siempre. And God says, no, no, no. Remember where you came from. You were slaves in Egypt. Recuerda que eran esclavos en Egipto. You worked all the time. You're not slaves anymore. You need to rest in me. You know what? You even need to rest your servants because you're not going to treat them the way you were treated. Why? Because not only have I created you for rest, I've saved you from slavery so that you could rest. Remember the Sabbath day. It's the same thing 
commandment. But there's a new focus, right? I'm going focus. Yes, remember you were created to rest, but here's the new focus. You were saved to rest. Fueron creados y también salvados para descansar en mí. Remember, refocus. Remember, refocus. That's the pattern. Recuerden, ya que reorientarse. I think that's the pattern we see in a lot of places in Scripture. I think we can trace that pattern all through Scripture where God says to people, look back and remember what I've done, but now refocus what you got to do now. I get it. Look with me at 2 Timothy chapter 2. It's in the New Testament, and I have it up on the screen there. The early church leader Paul is writing to his young leader Timothy. What does he say? He says, Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. No dejes de recordar a Jesucristo descendiente de David, levantado de entre los muertos. Ese es mi evangelio. This is my message. It's about Jesus Christ. Don't forget this message. This is the message that sets you free. Ese es el mensaje que les libera, dice. And he says, I am suffering for this message, even to the point of being chained up like a criminal, like a slave, but God's word is not chained. Yo sufro por el extremo de llevar cadenas como criminal, pero la palabra de Dios no está encadenada. Now look a little bit more closely what Paul says. He says, remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead. No dejen de recordar a Jesús resucitado de los muertos. Jesus is alive. Don't forget that. Jesus lives. Jesus is here right now. Jesus is always with you. That's the focus of the Christian life, that you walk with Jesus Christ right now. He's fully God because he's defeated death. Él es completamente divino porque ha, ha, ha derrotado la muerte y es el enfoque de la vida cristiana. Don't forget Jesus. He's raised from the dead, but he's also descended from David. También descendió de David, descendiente de David. What does that mean? He's saying, remember that Jesus comes out of that long story in the past of the promises given to the people of Israel. All of those stories in the Old Testament, all of those covenants, all of those commandments, Jesus is the fulfillment of all of that. He's fully human. He's He's there. You were there when Jesus came into the world because he is a human being too. Él es completamente humano y viene de la historia del Antiguo Testamento de los mandamientos y las historias y tal. So don't forget the past. No se olviden de lo pasado. That's important. It's important for us to understand because as I said a couple of months ago, there are some voices in our in, in the Christian church today that are saying, you know what, we need to unhitch from that story of the Old Testament. We need to disconnect from all those old commandments and all those old violent stories that make people, people sick and, and all those questions. You know, people don't like that stuff in the Old Testament, so let's just get rid of it. Let's disconnect from the past. Hay voces en la iglesia que dicen, tenemos que desconectarnos con los mandamientos y las viejas historias violentas del Antiguo Testamento. 
In fact, one of those uh, who's saying that is a, a preacher who just wrote a book, and in this book he says, we don't have to follow the Ten Commandments anymore. Because we have Jesus alive with us right now. So, uh, you know, he says the only commandment we need to follow is this. Thou shalt not keep the Ten Commandments. Ese predicador has dicho, ustedes no deben de mantener los diez mandamientos. But you see, that's wrong. It's wrong in so many ways. It's a misunderstanding. What does he say? He says, remember Jesus Christ Raised from the dead, right? Yes, Jesus is the focus of our faith. Yes, Jesus is alive here and now, but he is the fulfillment of all of that stuff that came before. We can't forget that stuff. And the reason that Jesus came and he died and he rose again from the dead and he's given us of his spirit is so that now, finally, we can live according to those Ten Commandments, not as slaves, but as free people. Now we have a fighting chance to actually begin to live this way, not in order to earn God's love but because Jesus has completed all righteousness for us and now we can follow the Ten Commandments as a way of saying, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to live like you and you live like that. You live the Ten Commandments perfectly. We're going to follow you and this is going to help us do it. Jesús vivió los diez mandamientos perfectamente y ahora te vamos a seguir usando esos diez mandamientos. You see, it's all about Remember and refocus. Remember the Ten Commandments, but now the focus is on Jesus. And so this is what we're called to, I think. We're called to remember what God has created us for, and we're also called to remember why Jesus has recreated us. He's recreated us to refocus on his priorities. And Jesus is never less than the Ten Commandments. He's never less than the Old Testament. He's so much more. Jesús no es menos ni del Antiguo Testamento, pero es más. And so this teaching brings me to the theme that I want to lift up for our church, for Sunrise Community Church in the coming year. Uh, and the theme that I would like us to have in mind throughout the next year, 2019, is simple. It is this, that we as God, God's people would constantly remember and refocus. Queremos recordar y reorientarnos en el año. Que viene. That we would remember and refocus. What does that mean? Part of what that means is that in the teaching ministry of the church in the next year, we're going to be looking back at the ancient, eternal truths of God's word and, and trying to refocus on how we are to live out those truths in our lives today. Vamos a mirar las verdades eternas de la palabra de Dios para vivirlas hoy en día. Why is it important to remember God's word? Why is it important to remember Old Testament and New Testament? Here's what I think. We're swimming right now in a secular ocean. We're swimming in a secular ocean. Estamos nadando en un océano secular. And we're like fish 
in the sea, we don't even know we're wet. You think a fish knows it's wet? Piensen en eso. ¿Un pez sabe que está mojado? I don't think so. Because the fish just, that's what it lives in, right? We are all wet with the influence of our secular world. A world that is increasingly skeptical and doubtful of the Bible, of Jesus, of the things of God, and we aren't even aware of how that influences our lives. Ni sabemos cómo el secularismo, las dudas, el, el escepticismo influyen en nuestra fe. And that has an effect on us. And if we can't remember and refocus, the danger is we're going to be carried away by the currents of our secular age, of our secular thinking. Vamos a ser llevados por la corriente de nuestra, nuestra era secular. It's happening already. In fact, I saw a survey recently that was done of Christians. Listen to this. Christians in this survey... 75%, three quarters of the Christians in this survey said they believe that Jesus Christ is a creation of God. Tres cuartos en una cuesta de cristianos creen que Jesús es creación de Dios. Now what's wrong with that? Let's think about it. I just said Jesus is human, right? So yes, Jesus in his human trajectory had a beginning at Bethlehem. But Jesus is not just fully human. He's fully divine, the Bible tells us. La Biblia nos dice que es Dios, es divino. He's God. Does God have a beginning? To be created is to have a beginning. Se creaba hasta en un comienzo. No, we believe based on the testimony of God's word that Jesus, the eternal son, was always with the Father and the Spirit from all eternity. He was never created. Jesús, el Hijo, estaba con el Padre siempre desde la eternidad. Jesus always was, always is, always will be God. You know what? If we believe anything else, guess what? We're all wet. Si creemos en algo, algo diferente, estamos mojados. So that's part of the challenge that we're going to have in the next year is to realize where we are wet and where we need to remember and refocus. And that really brings us to some things I want to share with you right now about Sunrise Community Church. We have a number of, of challenges and we have a number of opportunities before us. And one of the great opportunities that we have in this year, 2019, is the opportunity to remember and to celebrate 20 years of ministry at Sunrise Community Church. Vamos a celebrar 20 años de ministerio en esta iglesia comunidad de Manese. It was on March 28, 1999, that we held our first regular Sunday morning worship service. El 28 de marzo de 99, tuvimos nuestro primer servicio. I was five years old at the time. Uh, no, I was not. I was a little bit older than that. It was on December 5 of 1999 that we organized as an official congregation of the Reformed Church, which is our branch of the Christian family. Nos organizamos en el 5 de diciembre como una iglesia reformada, and we organized as a part of a group of churches in Central California, and that was a momentous day. And so we need to remember that. We have some big celebrations planned. Some of you were actually there. And you all look the same too. You haven't aged a bit. 
So we're going to celebrate the past this year. This year is going to be about having a big party to celebrate that. We've got some things that are in the works. And if you want to help us, we need hands to help us. It's going to be fun. But we have some things to celebrate right now, too. You know, there's so much good happening right now at Sunrise. We celebrate this year, in this 20th year, that we have and are planting a brand new Christian community known as Imago Church up in Visalia. Estamos plantando la iglesia Imago, Visalia. What a great thing that has been with Pastor Carlos Coro. And we need to say yay God to that. Can I get a yay God? Yay God. Thank God. We're celebrating that. Estamos celebrando la plantación de Imago. It's been a wonderful thing. That's something we can celebrate that God is doing in our midst right now. We still have work to do on that. We're going to continue to work on that. We're celebrating here in about a month. We will be through a two-year cycle where we have challenged everyone to read the entire Bible in two years. Now, some of us haven't quite made the, the goal. That's okay. Because my guess is that you've read more of the Bible in two years than you did the two years prior. And that's growth. We're celebrating growth. Estamos celebrando el crecimiento de leer la palabra. And guess what? We're going to do it again. Maybe in a different way. But we're going to refocus in January. We're going to do another two-year cycle of reading the Bible. Because this is how we grow as Christians. So we celebrate that. Uh, we want to celebrate also um, the, the youth ministry, as Greg said. In fact, let's get that next uh, uh, Screen up there. We want to celebrate the youth ministry and all that happens to Greg and, and, and the youth group transformed and the way our children's ministry celebrando lo que pasa con los niños, con los jóvenes en nuestra iglesia. So many awesome stuff uh, is happening. We're taking youth ministry to other countries now. It's coming and it's already been. We've already been in, in Thailand and we're going, Lord willing, to Costa Rica in this next year for youth ministry, for teens to encounter Christ. We celebrate that our Fusion School of Music is now at a point of becoming independent of Sunrise. We've started it, but it's going on beyond us. We celebrate, as you heard last week, that we are opening doors. Actually, God is opening doors in Costa Rica. And we have people who've gone down there the last three, four years, but now the doors are beginning to fling wide open. I, Lord willing, hope to be down there in January to minister to a group of pastors along with Martin and with some other pastors here from, from Central California. We have a group that's going back down in July. There may be the seeds of a church plant in Costa Rica happening right now. We're celebrating that. Son cosas para celebrar. So that's all good. There's so much good that God's doing. Uh, but as well, we have challenges, right? I, I desafios. Now, a year ago, at our congregational meeting, I predicted that we would need to mind the gap. Yo predije el año pasado que tenemos que llenar las brechas. Well, that was a prediction last year. This year, it's a reality. 
It's happening. We need to mind the gap. There are some gaps that we need to fill in the coming year. What's the biggest gap? The biggest gap of all is the same gap we've had for 20 years. The gap between people and God. That's the gap we're called to fill. That's why we began as a church. That's why we've been working hard on outreach. Uh, that's why I just got done preaching about saying something. About blessing people and eating with people and listening and learning and speaking our faith. We want to grow into that because there's a people and God gap all around us. Queremos estar bendiciendo y aprendiendo y comiendo y hablando con las personas y escuchando las personas y al Espíritu para llenar esas brechas. So keep that gap in mind. That's the biggest gap. If we can fill that gap, that's awesome. But there are some other gaps that, that are designed to help us meet that gap. One of the gaps is the attendance gap. Hay una brecha de asistencia. Look at those figures, the average attendance from last year and this year. You'll see that we're down in attendance. Don't get discouraged. No se desanimen. Por la baja de asistencia. Why? Because you see, we've sent some, what, 20, maybe 25 people that are now worshiping at Amago Church. Unas 25 personas en la iglesia. They're over there. There's more people over there. That means there's less people here. Hay menos personas aquí. So we need to mind that gap. There are, see those empty seats? Those are people that need Jesus. Those aren't empty seats. Son sillas vacías? No, son personas que necesitan al Señor. You need to mind that gap. Part of that, minding that gap, is your own attendance gap. I want to encourage you uh, to take up a challenge for me. This is a personal challenge. That in 2019, worship would matter for you. That you would come here ready to worship. Espero que vengan listos para adorar. And that you would make gathering for worship a priority. Could you make it a goal, a challenge goal, to be here on Sundays, three out of four Sundays. Podrían estar acá por lo menos tres de cuartos domingos. At least every three out of four Sundays. If you are here, it matters. Why? Because this is a place where a lot of contact is made with people who need Jesus. This is a place where a lot of service takes place. This isn't the only place we serve, but it's an important one. So I want to issue that challenge, the attendance gap. But then there's the other gap that I want to talk about is the leadership gap. We have sent some of our very best leaders and servants over to Imago Church. Hemos enviado muy buenos siervos a la iglesia y muy buenos líderes. That means there are some very noticeable gaps that need to be filled by people who are ready to lead and to serve. Now, we are grateful God always provides. Dios siempre provee. And this year, um, our servant team leaders have a gap. Every year, it's a planned gap. And this year, we have a gap of three leaders that we needed to, to call upon, and we have found those leaders, and we would like to recommend them to you right now. Queremos recomendar a nuestros líderes del equipo de siervos, and I'm going to ask them to stand wherever they are right now. So for our uh, servant team in the coming year, uh, our deacon candidate, our deacon nominee is Wayne Fox. And Wayne's there in the back, right by the door there. Can you wave your hand, Wayne? There's Wayne. Wayne Fox is a candidato para ser diácono. Our elder candidate is Tony Hales. Tony, would you please stand over here to serve as an elder as a part of our spiritual care team? And our oversight team candidate is Bill Thompson. 
Bill Thompson is candidato para el equipo de supervisión. The oversight team works with elders and deacons to help them uh, stay focused. And all three of these leaders, if you have been around here a while, you know they have already served and continue to serve. These are tried and tested and uh, really capable leaders. So leaders ya capaces con, con una historia de liderazgo. We're grateful to offer them to you. And so what I want to do right now is to know, are you guys okay with these three leaders filling in the gap? This comes as a recommendation from our servant team to you. And if you are in favor of that, that these three would continue to lead with our team in the next three years, would you indicate that you are in favor? All in favor, say yes. A favor, que digan sí. Yes. Okay. Anybody against that? We've just filled one gap right there. One gap. And I want to thank those leaders. Could we thank them for their willingness to serve our In saying that, I want to also thank these leaders, Ben Housework, Ruben Madrid, Aaron Martinez. And Ben is here. And Ben, stand up because people need to see your face. They may not see you as much. Ben, Ben, they're now part of the leadership of Imago Church. Son parte del liderazgo de la Imago. And so we're, we're sending them off. So there's a leadership gap, and I want to say, how might God be calling you to serve or to lead in the coming year? I'm planting that seed. What would God ask you to do? Now there's another gap we're going to call, uh, talk about right now, and I need help with this one, and that's the financial gap. Money is a tool. All right, that's all it is. It is a tool for doing the work of God. And so. We want to talk about our ministry funding plan, our budget for the coming year, and I'm inviting Jonathan to come up. And Jonathan, I have copies here. Maybe I can ask for a couple of deacons. If you need to see what our, our funding plan is for the coming year, we've mailed it to our mission partners, but if you want to take a look at it, raise your hand, we'll give you a copy. And Jonathan is going to explain it. Jonathan nos va a explicar el presupuesto. Good morning, Sunrise. Good morning. As Pastor has said, my name is Jonathan Verhoeven. I'm one of the deacons here. Um, I'm also currently the treasurer, so I will be giving the financial update for the year. Um, if we could get the next slide on the screen. Um, this is our 2018 year to date. This was through part of October, as that was the most uh, recent uh, week we have in the book. So our income year to date is 239558 and our expenses are 317400 so we're currently running a deficit of $77,900. Um, it's pretty typical at this stage of the year to be behind somewhat as we see an uptick around the holidays, but that is the gap that we're talking about. That is a much larger gap than usually happens. And we did send off a lot of uh, a, a significant group of people to Imago. So um, this is what we're bracing for, but this is also the challenge ahead is to bridge that gap. Um, so we are we, we need to come together as a church to uh, to work on that. But um, we are on track with our. If we could go back, uh, I guess it doesn't matter right there. Ninety-seven percent. We are on track with our expenses. Um, it's what we expected that we would be need, needing to uh, fill as far as our expenses goes, but that income is behind. So here we can see giving. It says sixty-one percent of budget. That's 
for all of 2018, the actual figure there should be 73%. We filled 73% of what we should have filled through October. Our expenses through October are 97% of what we budgeted, so we're actually 3% under our budget. Um, but the total, we're 81% of the way through the total budget, and we're about 80% of the year way, percent of the way through the year. So that makes sense. We are right on track for our expenses. Um, next slide, please. So the budget for 2019 that we're expecting is 414,000, which is a jump from 392,000. Um, so right there we see income. That's that's the challenge ahead. We're falling. We're behind on 392. We're we're hoping to bring in 414 because of our projected expenses. So um, next slide again, Martin. Thank you. That's a 5.63% increase now. Quick explanation on that. Um, why is it going up so much? There are a couple of reasons for that. Number one, uh, the bulk of that is in salary for our, our staff. That's pastor salary, um, music, ministry, and office staff. And we do get a letter from our classes, which is the association of churches we belong to, and that, that gives us a guideline for what we should expect to pay um, our pastors and our, and our staff, and we want to follow that as best we can. So. Um, we also found that there was a mistake in 2018 that we had to, we had to compensate for. So that is, that is the bulk of it, but there's also a couple other things in there. We're, we're planning some 20th anniversary um, events that Pastor Russ may have mentioned. So we have some, some allocated for that as well as um, a new clip, a cleaning service around the church. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but um, the last one was, was not following the contract, so we we were able to terminate that and hire a new service. They're much more thorough. Um, we feel we're getting what we paid for on that. So those are kind of the three biggest things between the, the, the uptake in salary to cover cost of living, um, a better cleaning service, and some uh, events planned for our 20th anniversary. So um, that's all I've got. If Pastor Russ wants to come back up. Entonces voy a explicar un poco. Él dice que estamos todavía llegando a, a una una brecha, como dijeron, dijo de, de unos 70 mil dólares entre lo que gastamos y lo que hemos recibido este año, pero que eh, estamos confiando en el Señor muchas veces al fin del año, esa brecha se llena. Uh, también que el presupuesto para el año entrante uh, incluye uh, un aumento de salarios y un aumento en otras áreas como uh, proveyendo dinero para celebrar el aniversario de la iglesia y también la un nuevo servicio de limpieza que tenemos aquí. Uh, so we have, I don't know if you realize, we have three full-time staff, and we have another staff person who really, I think, is full-time, but she doesn't, um, she doesn't get what she deserves, um, and that's Flori. She does a great job. So um, we do our very best to work with that, and that's where a lot of ministry happens. Mucho ministerio ocurre a través de nuestro personal. So I want to just pause at this moment. This is coming as a recommendation from our servant team. They're saying this is the best we think we can do in this year. And we're trusting that God will fill this gap. Estamos confiando en el Señor para llenar esta brecha. So I want to know if there are any questions in a general nature that we can answer. Hay preguntas en forma general. If you have more personal or specific questions, Jonathan is a person to talk to. Uh, as well as Everardo Herrera es una persona donde pueden dirigir sus preguntas más, más específicas. 
And we have everything in the light. It's all in black and white. So here's what we're asking. We're asking for your vote of confidence. And in that vote of confidence, we're asking for your support, really. Estamos pidiendo su voto de confianza y de apoyo para para el año que viene. We believe God's calling us in this direction. We believe he's going to provide. We believe that if things don't turn out the way they're going to do, we'll find another way because God always creates another way. So we, we have faith. Tenemos fe que Dios va a proveer la manera y la forma. We're asking you to affirm that, uh, that we would trust the Lord in this. So those who would be in favor of this budget to approve it, to support it with your offerings and prayers, please say yes. What is your response? Yes. Any opposed? I will say stand in opposition. Okay. Um, thank you, Jonathan. Gracias. I want to just take a moment. Yeah. Are there other questions? I otras preguntas. I want to just take a few moments just to answer any other question you may have in a general way. If it's more specific, we can talk offline. Hay alguna pregunta que alguna duda, alguna cosa que quieran aclarar. Anything that you want to know about. Could we have all of our servant team members stand up so that you know who those people are? We have some that are here, some that could not be here. It was unavoidable, but they wanted to be. One person even had foot surgery in order to get out of being here. I mean, this is terrible. <laughs> right, David did that? No, he, we're praying for David who had a, had a surgery this week. But these are your leaders. Estos son sus líderes. Please... Feel free to talk to them um, and to uh, to ask any questions that you have. I want to thank our servant team. I want to thank our staff. Where's our staff? Flody is not with us because Flody went up to uh, Fresno today with our Costa Rican team, the Agrivas group that was with us this week. They're up in Fresno at Sequoia Church. But Martin is in the back. Martin Mora, nuestro director de Alabanza. Greg, stand up, please. This is Greg Peterson, who you saw earlier. Uh, he's the guy that gets to have fun around here, and we... We all work hard and Ray has fun. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. We love this young man, and he's actually not even that young anymore, but we love him. Um, so, yeah, it's great to see what God does over time. Where's our mission partners? If you're a mission partner here at Sunrise and you know you're a mission partner, uh, please stand up. Los que son compañeros de misión, póngase de pie. And maybe you don't even know that you're a mission partner, but please do stand up. And we want to thank you as well. Here's what I want to say. Some of you were here at the beginning. Some of you were here 20 years ago. Would you wave at me? Mostly over there. Yeah. You were. You were. I love you guys. We've been through a lot together. And it has been a ride. It has been so fun. Who wasn't here 20 years ago? Raise your hand. Look at all of you. Look at all of you. Let me tell you, I love you the same. And whether you've come recently or some years ago, how incredible is it to serve Jesus together? How incredible is it to love him and love one another? This is what it's about. And so uh, let's remember why God created us to be a church. Recordemos por qué Dios nos creó para ser una iglesia. We're here to worship, grow, and serve. Estamos aquí para adorar, crecer y servir. But let's also refocus 
on why he saved us. He has saved us to multiply, to reach others for Christ. Nos ha salvado para multiplicar y alcanzar a otro para Cristo. Just as Jesus took that ordinary bread and broke it up and fed 5,000 families, we continue to believe, as we have for 20 years, that Jesus can take ordinary people like us and use us to reach others for Christ. Jesús nos puede usar para tocar a otro para Cristo. So I want to invite you to stand with me. What we're going to do is we're going to recite this ancient profession of faith. Vamos a recitar esta profesión de fe que se crea de los apóstoles. Martín is going to help me from the back in Spanish. Los que hablan español, Martín nos va a dirigir. And we're going to say it all together, okay? So, people of God, remember what you believe. What do you believe? I believe in God, the Father, Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there He shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy and universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Amen.